Are you guys excited for this six feet of snow in Buffalo for the game Sunday? Here, it's like if we get an inch of rain, the whole city just just freaks out. Three feet in Buffalo, and they're just like, I guess I'll wear two J.P. Lossman jerseys to stay warm. Yeah, it's just you got to wear your long underwear under your Zubas. All right, welcome folks to week 12 of the Take the Points College Football Podcast 2022 season. We have an interesting week of college football, i.e. not many good games. I saw something um, just the other day that I think sums up what we have in terms of games this week, which is a new ESPN promo. It um, does a close-up of Michigan with the like doom-doom music, and they say, this Saturday, it's showdown Saturday, and then they follow it up with a close-up of Ohio State, and they're like, doom, doom. They're like, when uh, people bring, test their medal in the biggest showdowns of the week, and it's showing, like, they're making it look like it's Michigan versus Ohio State. You know, it's just Michigan graphic, Ohio State graphic. And then the tiny little text comes up. It's like, Illinois at Michigan, Ohio State at Maryland, 3 p.m. Yeah. So even ESPN has to like lie about their ads to get people interested. But the good thing is college football is never bad, even in a bad week. So I will introduce my co-host Dan and Ryan. Dan, is there anything you want to talk about or should we get right into the lines? I feel like this is going to be a quick episode and then it's going to be all pack 12 because you guys out West have the only good games of the week. Let's just get right into the lines and stop messing around. All right, let's do it. All right, here we go. Friday night. No, back it up. See, I made a mistake early. I got too excited. Thursday night, SMU at Tulane. Tulane minus three and a half, total 65. Ryan, take this one. Is this the biggest game Tulane's had in, I mean, how like ever? 20, 30 mm-hmm. years? I mean, this is a massive game because if they win, do they have the inside track at the New Year's Six or not? Or does UCF so. get it? Well, didn't you? I mean, UCF just beat them head to head. So I, I don't really know, but it seems to me Take like they would have the inside track. Yeah, I'm not well, sure who the. Uh, yeah. It goes by a higher ranked team and UCF's 20th and Tulane's 21st. Yeah, so isn't that happen. how it works? Either way, of course, like it's not decided yet. And like UCF could slip up. I mean, who knows? So you have to play as though you, you're still in it. So it's a big game and, and the half points a little bit shady, but I'm probably going to stick with Tulane, even though SMU is so sneaky, they could absolutely win this game outright a hundred percent. But I think a lot of their team is quit. So I'm not sure. True. Z, you got anything on this one? No, I haven't watched enough of either team, but um, it seems like a high-scoring game, so I'll I'll put a few bucks on the over and just have fun. That's correct, Tom. I'll take uh, SMU and the over. Uh, why not? <clears throat> All right, we're going to skip Friday because it's god-awful. We're going to move right on to Saturday morning. In case you want to sleep in a little bit longer, feel free to turn into Illinois, Michigan. Michigan minus 18 Total 41. Tom, take it away. Well, if you guys, for some reason, 
you know, you were, you were sick of living in a sane world and just being a normal guy. And you decided, uh, I need some entertainment in my life. I want to go insane. I want to be like the guy from Memento or a brilliant mind or recent Kanye West. And I, I just want to completely lose my mind. A good way to do that would be to try to figure out who's going to win the big 10 West right now. And to look at all the different scenarios because you will go insane. There's so many. And, uh, Illinois looks, um, not like the favorite right now. Um, I think, I, I mean, I think it was a tough one for them anyway in this week, but, uh, I, I think they're in trouble here. Of course. I think this is where they get somewhat exposed finally. And, uh, I think Michigan wins the game and I think it goes over. I, I think Michigan's going to dominate this one. And we're going to see what, what it looks like when a great Big Ten East team plays a great Big Ten West team. The, the disparity will be on full display. So I don't think we need to get too deep into this. It is what you think it is. Michigan should dominate. Ryan, any thoughts on this amazing game? Michigan's going to win by at least 30. Yeah, I, I think the same thing. Michigan overhook. I think Michigan scores over 41 themselves. I think Illinois scores like 13. And this is like 48-10, something like that. Um, All right, let's move on. TCU travels to Baylor. TCU minus two and a half, total 58. TCU trying to run the table here. Um, Next week, TCU is home against lackluster Iowa State. So this is pretty much it. Before they can play the conference championship game. Um, Last week, they won at Texas. A lot of people like Texas. Um, They were seven-point dog, and they they still got it done in a very low-scoring, weird game. Um, TCU minus two and a half, total 58. 10-0 TCU against six and four Baylor. I don't know, man. Part of me says... TCU isn't going to run the table, but they've been our Tinder team all year, and I, and I don't want to betray them. Um, even though I think that Baylor's probably the right side, I'm not going to bet this game at all. I don't even think I'm taking a total based on what I saw last week. So for me, it's a, uh, a complete stay away. I know that's kind of a lame answer, but that's where I'm at. Ryan, what you got in this one? Dan, you're all over this one. Um, if anybody is going to cock block the Tinder team, it's Dave Aranda. Yep. I was not in the least bit worried about Sark last week. That's not Sark's bag. He <laughs> likes to swing. But Aranda, Aranda looks definitely like the type of guy that would definitely, he was, he's cock blocking his buddy 100%. Yeah. So, this game scares me more than any other game, but I'm still going to roll with the Tinder team. TCU's, it's less than a field goal. You got to just go with them. Let's go. By the way, saw a woman at the grocery store wearing a TCU hat and windbreaker. Yeah. And I walked by and I was like, go frogs. She's like, what? She goes, what? And I'm like, Hit the toad. <laughs> I know. Should no idea. Z, Z, any thoughts? Yeah, you guys have no faith, man. TCU, you, you know, you can't bet the total because TCU has shown that 
you know, one week they'll be in a low scoring game. The next week they'll be in a shootout. They're all over the place. But uh, what unifies all those games is that they find a way to win every week, whether it's a low scoring game or a high scoring game. They are a well-rounded winning team. And they're uh, not only 10 to 0. Do you guys know what they are against the spread? 10 to 0, I think. No, not nine quite, one. but uh, nine one. Eight, eight, one, eight, and one. Eight, yeah, and they had a, I knew they had a push in there. Yeah, eight, one, and one. Impressive. So, so roll with the Tinder team again. Um, I'm not sure who they play in the championship, but um, I think they're going to get there and uh, we'll have to assess when it's championship weekend. But I think there is a chance they might get it done and be that number four seed in the playoff. We'll see, but I'll take them this week. Right. Yeah, uh, very shady. Um, you know, the more I think about this, I think I'm going to take the under. Um, Baylor scored three points at home last week to Kansas State. The TCU scored 17, so 58's a long way off from 20. I'm going to take the under and uh, hold my breath. It'll probably be like 28-24 at halftime, but whatever. And All right, right now, as it stands, it would be Kansas State-TCU in the Big 12 title game. Okay, you know, we saw the last time they played, and so that that's, you know, that's who's going to cock block them, in my opinion. I think that makes sense, because Kansas State had all, all those injuries in that game, and they get another crack at them, which makes sense. All right, let's move on to another high-marquee game here. UMass, yes. Texas A&M. This is not the your opinion is wrong game of the week, but we're going to move on. Uh, Tom, can you lay 33-and-a-half with Texas A&M? Before we break this down, how did this happen? Why is the yeah, why is this a game? I, how is UMass playing at Texas A and M in November? Valid point. Tom. I guess actually, I guess I kind of answered it in my own head. Right, the SEC loves to do this. Right, where the second to last week they all play like yes. bullshit teams, the like worst. Alabama plays like Alabama State or Tech or something. LSU mm-hmm. plays like UL. And Texas A&M looked in, around and they're like, well, everyone in Texas is good. So uh, who can we bring in that is a joke team that makes people question why the SEC schedules is like this? I know. UMass. Come on down. Um, obviously, I have no faith in UMass. The question really is like, can Texas A&M score 34 points against anyone? I mean, the line, the total is only 47 and a half as of, uh, you know, last time I checked. So they're really, you know, they're saying it's going to be a, what, 40 to seven game or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, d- I don't, I don't see it. I think it's going to be like 30. <laughs> I think it's going to be like 32 to six. Under. I like the under. Give me under 47 and a half. No one's scoring. UMass is not getting more than nine points. I think that's obvious. No. A&M's not going to get 40. And can A&M get under? Yeah, 39. Okay, no. yeah, I think the under is the correct play then. They're going to kick field goals. It's going to be bad. Ryan, do you have any thoughts on this massive game? I do have some thoughts, gentlemen. You asked what kind of team schedules UMass. I'll tell you who. A coward. <laughs> An absolute <laughs> coward. And you know what you know what happens to cowards, guys, in college football? We know. They get taken <laughs> off the plane and put on the tarmac. Yes. Oh yeah, boys. We're doing a tarmac Kimbo. right 
now. Hundred million dollar edition. Please, please, please tell me we're doing a Texas A&M UMAC tarmac report, and it's not the UMass coach who's on there. It's correct. (laughs) Oh boy, aren't you excited, guys? Because we're doing the tarmac. It's time. Number five coming in hot. I don't care that you got a win last week. You still lost to UConn. Jeff Halfley, BC, you are in trouble. You have Notre Dame this week, Syracuse final week, losing two in a row. You are out after the season at best. Number four, Tom's beloved Big Ten West. You said you have to be crazy to figure out who's going to win it. I can tell you who's going to lose it. And that's Kirk and Brian Ferentz. <laughs> no, that's not true. That's it not, will be. That's not true. No, I, agree, I agree with the placement on the tarmac. I'm not debating that. But I think they're going to win the division. Well, they can win the division and still get fired because they deserve it. That's how bad they are. I agree with that. Yes. Okay. Number three, we call it, we said it last week. It was a loser leaves town match. And the loser got absolutely curb stomped. That would be Mike McIntyre, Florida International, losing to their rival, Florida Atlantic, 52 to seven. <laughs> how is he? How is he not gone? I I am so shocked slash excited that he he got to last this long to get in one more in um, tarmac because when Willie Taggart drops a fitty ball on you at home, you usually don't make it to Wednesday afternoon. Okay. We have a UMass theme top two here, folks, just like Jeff Halfley. Butch Jones does not get to escape the tarmac oh, God. with a win last week because he gets the miracle two-point win when UMass misses the two-point conversion to send it to overtime. You gave up 30, what, three points to UMass <laughs> at home in Arkansas. Oh, my gosh. That is embarrassing for Arkansas state, but even more embarrassing is number one. I don't care what the buyout is. Just keep digging holes in Texas. You're bound to find enough there to, to, to buy that out. Just keep digging. It's look, it was a, it was not the red wave that, that they predicted, but they still rode in Texas and they're still going to dig for as much oil as they can find. And when they find it, like 30% of that profits going right to Jimbo's buyout. Mm -hmm. If Butch Jones gave up 33 to UMass, what has Jimbo given up this week? Oh boy. I think this game is going to be embarrassingly bad. This is going to (laughs) be, This final score is going to be 27-16, Texas A&M. 27-16, I'm taking UMass to the points. Fuck it. Correct. Okay. That is the play, boys. UMass under parlay. 
just UMass and the points. Fuck it. Let's just take UMass plus 33 and a half. All right. Why not? Take the points. points. Take the points. Blood oath. We're all taking UMass. All right. I I will 100%. Nice job, Ryan. I would like to point out that West Virginia uh, fired their athletic director this week. And if you pay attention to how college sports work, once a new AD comes in, a new coach comes in. So I will walk from Phoenix to Morgantown if Neil Brown coaches the bowl game for West Virginia this year. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, he gets, he gets the one week reprieve until we the rumors start coming up of who the new AD is going to be. And they beat Oklahoma. They beat Oklahoma. And I'll give him. Yeah. He gets a one week. He gets a week off. Oklahoma. He's still getting fired. Beating UMass by two at home does not keep you off the tarmac. But beating <laughs> Oklahoma, okay, fair enough. That's fair. This might be sacrilege, but I feel like uh, Brent Venables has this year to fuck around and then. Ne- starting next immediately year, next year, he's he's tarmac material if he doesn't win, you know, the first five. Mm-hmm. If they start one and two next season, he's toast. Yeah. You're right. All the assistants from Clemson are losers. A- anywhere they go, just absolute trash. And we thought he was different because he was the mastermind of the defense. It's just because they had the best recruits in the country. We forgot it's the top three defensive crap. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, it's us, uh, Alabama and Georgia are the top three every year for D-line, linebacker, and safety and corner. Not that hard of a job, turns out. And they got really good when Florida State and Miami were really bad. Yep. And that ACC was a joke. Recruiting in Florida was so much easier with those schools being shit. Very good point. And now, you know, even though, you know, Mario Cristobal sucks. He is bringing in a highly recruited class two years in a row and Florida state's on the way up. So excellent point. I like that. All also right. like, well, one more point on that too. I know Clemson and the Ohio state, you know, those programs get, you know, they recruit nationally, they recruit everywhere, but let's be honest. Clemson wasn't winning a lot of recruiting battles in the state of Texas. And that's where Venables has to go to get all his recruits. And yeah, not easy. that's going to, that's going to take some time. It's going to take getting the right assistance around you. The guys that know the state, like, you know, you're not going to go to Georgia and Florida and bring kids to Oklahoma. Not a lot of them. So like he needs to dominate Texas and that's really, really hard right now. Jimbo's killing. And now TCU's awesome. Sark's always going to have, kids signing up to play for his drunk ass like it's it's the way it works yeah i mean everyone's recruiting well down there i mean even the teams even like baylor and a and m teams that aren't don't have the records to show it they're all recruiting well so you're in trouble uh question before we move on who has the worst uh of the three who has the worst coaching tree uh dabo bill belichick or oprah winfrey Ooh. Ah, uh, Bill. It's not even close. It's Bill. Mike Vrabel, I guess. Vra- Vrabel coach. never who's, coached. He's just a player. I know. He still kind of counts, but kind of doesn't. No, I don't count him. If you throw Vrabel out, then it is Bill. But if you count Vrabel, then it's fucking Davo because they're all complete losers. I don't count. But, I don't count. Vrabel at all. He never coached at all there. Might be Oprah, actually. 
Hmm. None of them are good. They all have their own. <laughs> they're all bad in different ways. They're all bad. Yeah. Uh, hypothetical, if Cliff Kingsbury gets fired by the Cardinals, is there a chance he ends up as the Oklahoma offensive coordinator for Venables? Yes. I think That's, that makes the most sense, right? Great hire. He's got to, I mean, he has to come immediately right. back to college. Into the Big 12, not that fucking. He, yeah, he's got to go Big 12. Not. He could go Pac 12, but there's a limit. I, I mean, he could potentially be a, a new head coach at Arizona State or something like that, or he co- goes to big time school and becomes an OC maybe for a Oklahoma year. Oklahoma offensive coordinator sounds right to me. All right, uh, Ryan, you just did a lot of talking in that last segment, so feel free to get up and take a sandwich. UConn travels to Army. Uh, you might want to, no, 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 stick around for this one, Ryan. This is your, <laughs> this is the best bet of the week. It is the best bet of the week. UConn's red hot. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> red, red Husky hot. And they're getting 10 points against shitbag army. It was three and six. I know UConn just won their Super Bowl and they're bowl eligible, but they really need this one to get the seven and five to drive it home so they don't get left out. Give me UConn in the 10 all day, every day. Tom, I'm sure you agree with me. Easiest bet of the week, Dan. Yeah, I know. It's wrong. I, no respect. I, I thought it was a misprint when I saw a minus 10 army. I'm like, no, no, that's plus 10, right? No, I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. And the game's in, you know, West Point. That's not far from UConn's campus. Just hop in a bus. It's like two and a half hours. I mean, it's not. Not even. It's totally fine. Army's just going to run the ball up the middle. I mean, How can whatever. Army be favored by 10 when the last two weeks they've scored seven and nine? Total. I don't get it. You're right. <laughs> like if you can't even score 10, then you shouldn't be favored by 10. Well, I guess the boys in Vegas just support the troops more than the two of you degenerates. All right, moving along. We got three Big Ten games in a row. Tom, you're going to pick them all in rapid fire. We haven't done this in a while. Okay. You aren't allowed to elaborate on anything. I just want a side. That's it. Ready? Okay. All right, here we go. Wisconsin at Nebraska, Wisconsin minus 11 and a half. Wisconsin. Northwestern at Purdue, Purdue minus 18 and a half. Northwestern. Ooh. Sneaky. Risky. Indiana at Michigan State, Michigan State minus 10 and a half. This one I hate. You got to go Michigan State as much as it's horrible. That game was very close to your opinion is wrong, but not. It was the number two ranking for this week, but we're going to move right on. Indiana's Indiana's very bad this year. They're extremely bad. Okay, let's go down the list here a little bit. I'll just keep going. Let's skim through some of the marginal games. Uh, let's go. Okay. Here we go. Enough messing around. Georgia at Kentucky, Georgia minus 22 and a half on the road at Kentucky. Kentucky looks awful. They have fallen off a cliff this year. They started well, they're ranked eight. They don't look like the same team. Georgia looks like they're going to win the national championship. They're minus 125 to win the national title right now, which is pretty crazy. Um, Ryan, can Kentucky cover this 22 and a half at home? Yes, they can. Will they? Not sure. But Hmm. forget last week. That was the ultimate look-ahead week. 
They didn't give two shits about that game against Vanderbilt. This was all they were thinking about. So I think they're going to put everything, every trick play they have, every everything they have into this game. And it's still going to not be enough to, to even get within two touchdowns. They're probably going to lose by like 10 to 14. I like it. Z. I'm amazed and appalled by what I just heard from you, Ryan, because this game is in the Ryan Spillett window easily. Georgia and the under, as it, as it has been all season, all last year. Two years in a row. Yeah. Absolutely. Georgia and the underhook. It's, it's really uncanny how often that comes in. I guarantee we'd be up so much money if we just blindly bet that over the last two years. I, I kind of want to go back and look at it, see how many Georgia underhooks came in. It's like, they, well, they play like 22 games. It's like 13 times the parlays, yeah. come in, which is ridiculous. We need, to, we need to take Georgia the last two years and then Utah the previous two years and do a side-by-side <laughs> comparison of the uh, cover plus underhook. And and there was a lot of weeks where it was Utah under, Georgia under, four-way hit for sure. We definitely mm-hmm. missed out on that. Very good. Um, I'm not betting an under in this one. Ohio State at Maryland. Ohio State minus 27 and a half, total 63. Any leans, Tom? Ohio State's been dicking around, and it's hard yep. to tell whether they're, they've got flaws as a team or if they're just kind of coasting till Michigan. I think it's probably the latter, but I'm staying away from them for the time being. Ryan, any lean on this one? Pass. That's the right answer. Let me add an addendum that uh, Penn State just beat them 30 nothing. So if uh, yeah. Ohio State could kind of lay up and still cover this easily. Maryland sucks. And I I was also on Penn State last week. That was one of my larger wagers. Mm-hmm. Penn State's great at taking care of games like that. Like Penn State minus oh. 10 and a half at home. It was so great. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to them hopefully very shortly. We will. Uh, next, Miami. At Clemson, Clemson minus 19, total 48. Uh, I'll take this one. Under 48. Who the fuck scored in this game? Nobody. That's the answer to the, to the question. There's no way this hits. This is my favorite under of the week. This feels like 27-6, 24-13. I don't know. It's not, it's not getting to 50. No way. Tom, any thoughts on this? Nope. Ryan. 27-10. Moving on. Yeah. Miami blows. All right, Tom, this is all you. Penn State at Rutgers. Penn State minus 19, total 45. The State University of New Jersey faces the State University of Pennsylvania. Go right ahead. All right, I'm going to I'm gonna tease this if it's okay, but uh, we're going to retire Dan's Coach's Restaurant segment either next week or in a couple weeks, and I think we're going to do a James Franklin one before we retire the segment. Um, you'll have to think of a restaurant that has a great record, perhaps somehow produces good food, but always can never be the best. Always comes in third in its category. I got some thoughts, but you know, you think of it, uh, Penn state, you know, wallop by Michigan hung tough with Ohio state, uh, until the fourth quarter when they kind of let it, they really let it slip away. Um, every other game. They've been, I would dare I say, dominant. 
I mean, they've won every other game pretty handily. I mean, they beat a good Minnesota team a few weeks ago, 45 to 17. They shut out Maryland. They, um, you know, dominated Indiana. They, uh, Northwestern, I think was the like team that hung the best with them. They still beat them by 10 and it was pretty easy. They beat Auburn pretty easily. So you're not talking about great teams, but like when Penn state plays an inferior opponent, uh, the defense basically shuts them down and the offense does enough to win. And so 19 does not seem like enough against the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. I think you're looking at a, you know, 38, six, uh, 42, 13, like it's going to, I think you're looking at a 25 to 30 point win and a dominant effort by Penn state. And we say this every year, but like Penn state recruits besides Pennsylvania, their number one state is New Jersey. And so they're not going to let Rutgers show them up, uh, in the state of New Jersey or anywhere. So this one seems aside from UConn, this seems like probably the easiest bet of the week to me. Ryan, anything on this one? Pass. Very good. All right, boys, here we go. Texas at Kansas. We have come to the your opinion is wrong game of the week. Yes. Uh, last week we had uh, Arkansas State UMass, which let's see here. Arkansas State scored 21 in the first quarter, 14 in the third quarter, zero in the second quarter, zero in the fourth quarter. UMass was losing by double digits, stormed back, and missed a two-point conversion. What an epic slop of a game. Well, Texas minus nine, total 63 and a half. All right, Ryan, you get to start this week. You, you Your choice, hang, side and total. Hang on, hang on. I'm trying to be a better host of this program, so I want to set up our segments when we do it. Just in case somebody's listening for the first time, this is Dan's uh, new segment, which we love, which is called Your Opinion is Wrong, where uh, Ryan and I will pick opposing bets and Dan will tell us why everyone is wrong. So, Ryan, you go first. Go right ahead, Ryan. Texas minus nine, total 63 and a half. Oh, I love this. This is great. Dan, I can't believe this is the game you would pick. I have so much confidence that Kansas is going to cover this spread. And that Kansas is going to keep this thing under the total because this, for some reason, even though they're both six and four, Texas is getting nine points on the road. And that is just a slap in the face to this um, amazing Kansas season, Kansas plus the nine and the under that, that feels like an easy bet to me. Tom, what do you think? I'll let Dan respond to that first. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Kansas in the under Ryan. Okay. Well, first of all, you're going to wager against Sark and his outfit he was wearing last week in that suit. Are you crazy in under? Let's go through some of these scores on Kansas this year. 55, 42, 48, 30, 52, 42, 43, 28. They just gave up 43 to Texas tech over their third string quarterback last week. Did you like it under? Kansas, they've lost by double digits to Texas Tech, Baylor, and Oklahoma in the past month of the season. That's why they're getting nine points. Ridiculous selections. Tom, your choice now. Yeah, come on, Ryan. That's ridiculous. Uh, Anyway, this one's easy. I mean, first of all, you have to take an over. I mean, Dan just laid it out with all those high-scoring games. How could you take anything other than an over? And then 
I'm going to lay it with Texas. I mean, Kansas, you know, it was a nice story early in the year, but, uh, you know, their lack of talent's caught up with them. Quinn Ewers is back. He's he's looking like a stud. Texas recruits better. Sark. Texas, you know, they win this by at least two or three scores, and it goes well over. Texas in the over, huh, Tom? So you're going to wager on a coach who wears that kind of suit <laughs> to to the game? That makes no sense. And you're going to bet an over with a team that scored zero offensive touchdowns last week? You're out of your mind. No chance. Zero. Did you like how I used the suit yes. for both arguments? <laughs> that was the reason why yes, I picked that. That is why I've been laughing for the last <laughs> 60 seconds. Well done, uh, as usual. Dan's <laughs> amazing new segment, Your Opinion is Wrong. The hits just It's undefeated. Coming. It's been undefeated this year. Every game has been a total clusterfuck. So, uh, That's the beauty of uh, the segment. I mean, not only is it hilarious and it's fun accurate. to do it, but every game actually is impossible. I mean, we were starting out yeah. with games that were like 14 to 12. And then there was a game that went into what, four overtimes. And then you yep. scored 33 points and only lost mm-hmm. because of a two point conversion. Everything yeah. is on the table and nothing is correct. Dan, can I say, um, let's go back for a second. You know, you are at the three thirty games and you said you were going to pass over some lackluster games, but I'm appalled that you would skip over a great marquee matchup at noon. The Duke Blue Devils at seven and three versus your Pitt Panthers at six and four. That's right. Pitt Panthers scoring touchdowns on the first two plays of the game last week, both pick sixes against that awful, mm-hmm. awful Virginia squad. Um, I mean, not to kick, kick them all they're down or anything, but their football team is awful. We know about that, you know. Um, but Pitt, look, Pitt six and four, Duke seven and three. This is classic Pitt. They're going to win and get to seven and four, tie up Duke at seven and four. That sounds right for both programs. Um, give me Pitt minus seven and a half. Nardog's hot. Abanda Kanda, 1,200 yards rushing this year, 17 touchdowns. So very impressive. All right. Are we ready to move on? Yeah, we can go back to the three thirty four o'clock games if you like. All right. Sounds good. Iowa at Minnesota. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Minnesota minus two and a half. Total 50. No, wait. 32 and a half. 30. 32 and a half. Vegas, you're so close. Just make it 29 and a half. But, uh, Tom, go right ahead. Can they get to 32 and a half? I believe Iowa Absolutely. scored again yeah. on defense and special teams again last mm-hmm. week. Oh, I was up. They've been on a tear. They've been scoring tons of points, <laughs> not with the offense, but they've no. been scoring. Uh, so yeah, they're in danger of covering a 30 point total. Um, man, this is really opportunity wasted. This should have been the 29 and a half point game. Um, but Iowa has been messing it up the last few weeks and they're going to go and do something stupid, which is to win this game and win the big 10 West, which is just going to be awesome. Uh, if we get like a Ohio State Iowa rematch when Ohio Ohio State already beat them by thirty, or a Iowa Michigan game that's going to be a thirty point loss, so can't wait. Um, I think you got I think you got to go with the Ferences, man. I think they're going to do it in the saddest division championship of all time. Mm. Can we get to thirty three points? That that, that oh oh that's no, all that of matters. course no 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 of course not under. 
under 32 and a half. Yes. But I'm not, right, so you know, I'm, they finally made it low enough where I'm not searching for alt lines. Well, that makes one of us. <laughs> I will find the lowest alt under and screenshot it and send it your way. And when it's 1310, I'll be laughing to the bank. <laughs> Ryan, go right ahead. Uh, the only thing about this game is, is it going to be 16 to 6 or 17 to 7? <laughs> no, right. 17 to 7 is, is way too traditional for a Big Ten West matchup. It's got to be a weird score. Oh, I didn't tell you how they got to those numbers. I'm just telling you oh, what the numbers okay. are. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. One, one field goal and seven safeties? No, we have to block an, uh, an extra point and run that back for two. Okay. So we got we got options, but yeah, now this game's gonna be like sixteen to six. It's gonna be awful. Multiple two point plays, especially if there's wet, like if these snowstorms move through this area. I don't know what the weather's looking like in Minnesota this weekend, but if there's some kind of snow, I mean, this could be like the classic Penn State Iowa five uh, three game of our youth. Oh boy! All right, let's move on a little bit. Um, Here's a weird one. I just want to mention Auburn home against Western Kentucky, Auburn minus five and a half. I bet you when Auburn scheduled this game a couple of years ago, they thought it was a nice cakewalk before the iron bowl, mm-hmm. but now they're only really leaving five and a half at home, which is shows you how bad Auburn is and how much Western Kentucky has exceeded expectations the last two years. Give me Western Kentucky in the five and a half. I feel like they're going to beat them out, right? I don't yeah. think anyone cares. Yep. Um, just want to kind of put that out there real quick. Take take All some right. mo- money line, Dan. Put a few bucks on the All money right. line. Absolutely. Uh, Georgia Tech at North Carolina, 13th ranked North Carolina, who nobody's talking about. Uh, UNC minus 21, total 63. Drake May, 3,400 yards, 34 touchdowns. Unbelievable. UNC is going to score 50-something on Georgia Tech this week, I'm pretty sure. Uh, They can't be stopped. Josh Downs is maybe the best receiver in college football also. Um, Excited to see where he goes in the pros, by the way. He's going to be good wherever he goes. Um, Lay the 21 with UNC. I really don't have much more to say with that. And now let's move on a little bit further. No way, man. Let's stick with this. Uh First of all, I want to second your uh, UNC over that, but uh, I was reading an article earlier about like blind Heisman favorites and, you know, basically just like looking at players for their stats and what they've accomplished and like who would be the Heisman favorites. Yeah. If we just went by, you know, performance and it had nothing to do with the uniform they're wearing or a preseason hype or who the media covers, I think uh, Drake Yolo Mays would be your Heisman winner this year. Uh Oh, He's right? a freshman. I mean, yeah. I mean, nobody else is. I mean, obviously you have to take into account like Hendon Hooker's big games and things like that. But like, at least give him an invite to NYC. Right. No, I know. You're totally right. They're going to um, make a, they're going to make a New Year's six game too, aren't they? Is that going to happen? They, yeah. I think they're going to get like the, well, I mean, Maybe, and there's a chance that they win against Clemson in the ACC title game. I think uh, I saw a, a look-ahead line. It's Clemson minus six. I know who I'm taking uh, in that game, but like, even if they lost that in a tight game, I feel like they could still sneak in as an at-large. We'll see. Top 10 North Carolina football. 
That's right. Uh, speaking of look headlines, LSU Georgia SEC title game. Any any preliminary picks for that? Because I Se- know what the number 17, is. Seventeen. Uh, yeah, I was going to say eighteen. Good guess. Good guess, boys. Sixteen. Very we're, accurate. We're right there. All right. When do we quit our jobs and just become lines makers? I know it's so much better. Uh, okay, a couple, uh, a couple more games to get to. Um, Ole Miss at Arkansas, kind of a weird one. Ole Miss minus two and a half, total 64. Um, obviously, I think this depends on K.J. Jefferson because when he doesn't play, the Arkansas backup literally cannot throw a football at all. Um, Ole Miss, man, they had a chance of beating Alabama. They really did. Uh, I, I felt bad for him, but that's what Alabama does. Ryan, what do you like in this game? Two and a half for Ole Miss, total 64. I don't want to touch the total at all. Um, I will definitely take Ole Miss. The two and a half is a low enough number where even if KJ Jefferson plays, I think Ole Miss can win by a field goal. If he doesn't play, I think they win by double digits. So Ole Miss to me feels like the the safe play here. Z. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we're late enough in the season where we can say that Ole Miss is definitely the better team, so it's under a field goal. I'll take that. I'll take an under as well. Um, I, I don't feel like these teams are as high scoring as perhaps um, we thought early in the year. So uh, Ole Miss under, but not a heavy wager on either. Arkansas 5-5. Five and five. They got Ole Miss this week, and next week they are at Missouri. Need to get one to make a bowl. That'd be a shame if Arkansas missed a bullet five and seven. Uh, okay, Oklahoma State at Oklahoma. Oklahoma minus seven and a half at five and five. Total sixty six. Go ahead, Ryan. Uh, this line makes no sense to me. Like this is such a weird. This is such a weird game on I like. This should be the your your opinion is wrong game to me. It could be. It, it I have no feel for this at all. Oklahoma just lost to an awful West Virginia team, but it was in Morgantown. Blah blah blah. Like I don't know, man. I to me this is a complete stay away. I don't like anything over under or aside. Z. Yeah, I I don't think you can pick this accurately. I think the line is a little high. I understand why Oklahoma's favored. They're at home. Oklahoma State's also been on a real skid after starting off, you know, making, I think they were ranked, what, number nine? And since then, it's been, you know, all downhill. So uh, even though Oklahoma also lost to West Virginia, I feel like uh, Oklahoma State's just like, they're crashing. So uh, I'm not going to pick it. I think a more accurate line would be about Oklahoma minus uh, two and a half. So if you just want value, I guess take Oklahoma State because the line seems off to me. But um, I think you've got to be slightly degen to take this one. Oklahoma five and five, last game of the year. They lose this one. They don't go to a bowl. How about that? It's pretty. Uh, it'd be shocking if Oklahoma not bowl eligible. Um, I think Oklahoma wins, but I don't know if they cover. It's a stay away. This game sucks. It's probably the worst uh, Bedlam game in 20 years. So I will not be watching. I will be watching USC at UCLA. USC minus two and a half, total 76. 
USC blew out Colorado as expected, and UCLA blew out Arizona. Oh, wait a minute. They blew it. Our favorite quarterback at UCLA, DTF, showed up because he DTF'd it up against Arizona. You throw one touchdown pass against that defense, what a joke. They totally mailed that game in. They thought it was a foregone conclusion. Biggest look-ahead spot for UCLA in, I don't know, 20 years or some bullshit like that, and they just totally mailed the game in. Um, I was watching that game, and I forgot to put a bet on it, so I was watching it live, waiting to live bet the over, and I just never pulled the trigger, and it didn't come in, and I felt like a winner for breaking even on that game last week. Uh, I watched the first half and then fell asleep, but usually look bad. That being said, give me over 76 in this game. I don't give a shit. USC's defense sucks. They've been resting Addison and Mario Williams. They barely played him against Colorado. They just want him out there to be active just, to, you know, as practice. Um, UCLA will show up and their offense will score in USC. USC will score in UCLA. Uh, both defense is terrible. UCLA's defense, I think, is slightly worse if that's possible. Um, I think USC wins and, and they, they find a way. So give me USC and the over in this game. Ryan, what do you like? Exactly the same. USC and the over. The over is the big, big heavy play. Might be my favorite bet of the entire weekend for, for anything is this over bet. Yeah. Um, you know, like you said, that was the biggest look ahead loss of the year that anybody's had. Maybe like that was mm-hmm. so, so bad besides maybe, I mean, this is probably worse than Kentucky's last week because Kentucky's like, what do you have to look ahead to? You aren't going to, you, you can't do shit anyways, but like UCLA, Oh my gosh. Like what an awful spot there. You had an opportunity Terrible. to be nine and one as and match that. Like, what an awful spot. So I'd like USC in this spot. I love, 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 love the over. Z, you got anything on this late night game of the week? Uh, no, we have officially entered the West Coast Pac-12 roundup portion of the show, and I will be silent for the next uh, 12 to 15 minutes as well, you guys roll through these games. I'm, I'm going to throw you a little, little curveball here, Tom. Syracuse at Wake Forest kicks the same time. So... Syracuse, six and four Syracuse. That sounds about right. That sounds more more normal than oh, what yeah. it was earlier. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wake minus 10, total 56. The wheels are all the way off for Syracuse. Garrett Schrader forgot how to play quarterback. They don't even give the ball to Tucker anymore. Dino's looking like Dino. Uh, Florida State dismantled them as expected. That game was never close. Um, yeah, wake minus 10. Go ahead and lay it. Z. Well, uh, I was at a family event this last week, and I got to see my uncle, who is the number one Syracuse fan of all time, and uh, also <laughs> also very passionate man about the Syracuse Orange. And so I'll, I'll give the report that he gave me rather than try to think of something myself. He said, uh, Garrett Schrader uh, he has been playing a little hurt, and to quote my uncle, uh, he wasn't that great to begin with, so he really needs all his facilities if they're going to win. And then he said, Dino, I forget the exact words he said, but basically Dino is just like mailing it in at this point. He got his six wins and he doesn't give a fuck anymore. 
So that's correct. It's a good thing they got to they got bowl eligible early, and uh, they can just relax and they can maybe have a rematch with UConn in the Pinstripe Bowl. Looking forward to it. Can't wait, Ryan. What do you got? Uh, Wake Forest is they're going to handle this one. Like you said, Tucker, they've stopped giving him the ball. He's all pissed off. He's on social media. It's like saying like he doesn't understand what's going on. And like, he's like, I just want to win and I can't win if I don't get the ball and help the team. So he's all pissed off. He did the same thing last year, didn't he? Wasn't he complaining on social media last year or was it two years ago? Not to this, not to this extent. I, I don't know. Fool me once is what I say. Uh, I'm just looking at Sean um, uh, at, at Sean Tucker's game log right now. Uh, last five games, carries 14, 10, 16, 5, 14. What the fuck are you doing? I mean, it just makes no sense. One way or another, I think this is his final year at Syracuse. Yeah, he's had 100%. Enough. He's going pro. He's going to get drafted in the top three rounds as a running back. You have to go pro. Or he can use the transfer portal and end up at like wherever, like he can end up at Georgia next year if he wants or whatever. Or that's whatever. what I'm. That's but. what I'm saying. Like he could play. He could win a national championship next year if he sticks around, or he could be uh, in the Buffalo Bills like local pick round four. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, speaking of running backs, I do want to mention. I'm a little bit concerned with USC because Travis Dye blew his knee against Colorado in a pretty gruesome injury. That might hurt USC. He was underrated. Great at Oregon. Mm -hmm. Really good lead back for for USC. So um, look for Caleb Williams to throw even more. So uh, more reason to like the over. The clock's never going to run at all in that game. All right, last game of the night. Utah at Oregon. Washington, Oregon was the game of the week last week. Extremely exciting. All kinds of nonsense happened. Bo Nix gets injured. Backup comes in. Michael Penix throwing 75-yard touchdowns. Just wild, wild shit. There was a 99-yard drive, 98-yard drive that ended in no points, and like a 97-yard drive that ended in no points. Just one of the weirder games ever, but hats off to Washington. Uh Signature win for their year. Uh, they, they they were a great team all year, and they deserve that. Oregon fucked it up. Anyway, eight and two Utah at eight and two Oregon. I'm not seeing a spread here on ESPN. Is that because Bo Nix is questionable? I, I've, yeah. Well, I I haven't updated, but I had it at minus two for Oregon. Let me take a look. Sixty three total. Let me go to some offshore. Uh, action. They'll be able, they'll most likely have something up. Huh. Well, I'll be, yeah, completely off the books. And uh, I like the three different websites. Okay. Well, I like Utah. This is a game that Utah finds a way to win. They seem to uh, win in these kind of spots. Give me Utah, even if Bo Nix plays. I think they get it done. Ryan? Totally agree. This is, you know, they've been a, a Tinder team for many years for us and, and this is exactly the spot that they uh that they take care of business so i like utah in this spot a lot z you have any thoughts on this one no all i'll say is um you know for the first time ever last week ever this season i watched a full pack 12 game um you know i was in a hotel my kids were asleep there was nothing much i could do except sit there 
quietly on the laptop and watch Oregon, Washington, uh, absolutely game of the week. And, uh, having watched a lot of big 10 this year and my whole life, it, it was like uh, shock. I'm like, Oh, I didn't know football could be like this. They're so fast. You know, when you listen to a podcast at 1.5 speed, like going from watching Iowa games every week to going to watching Oregon. I'm like, it seems like they've sped up the tape. So I guess Oregon finished up um, uh, a practice today and they talked to some of the players, talked to media and one of the players kind of leaked out that um, Nick's isn't going to play. Next man up. We have faith in Ty, yada, yada. He said too much. So Looks like Bo Nix is going to sit out because they're eight and two and it doesn't mean anything. So, wow. What a shame for Oregon. What a difference a week can make, huh? Mm-hmm. So, well, um, so give me a Pac-12 overview at this point. You know, who's going to win it? What's the championship game going to be like? Do we know? Okay, so next week, USC plays Notre Dame but all the other teams in the Pac-12 have another conference game next week. So hopefully that, so this is the last week for them. So if USC wins this week, they go to eight and one in conference and they're guaranteed a spot in the title game because the other two teams with one loss are Utah and Oregon. So it'd be the winner. If USC wins and it'd be the winner of that game would face USC in the title game. And technically, the Notre Dame game wouldn't matter, but it would matter for USC's playoff hopes. I think USC would get in with a TCU loss and winning their last two games. I think. I think they give it to them because they lost by one point on the road to Utah in a two-point conversion. I think they're certainly not out of it. And, you know, let's be honest. We know they can Riley. Yeah. I I mean, we know they want high profile schools that are going to, they'll bring a lot of money and a lot of fans. They they would pick them over TCU in the heartbeat if they could justify it. So I think Georgia, Georgia, Ohio state, Michigan winner, USC, Tennessee. If TCU loses. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think we agree Clemson is out, right? Or they would need Clemson's something out. weird to happen. They're 100% out. Everyone yeah. hates them. They're out. I think USC is uh, the only, certainly the only hope for the Pac-12 at this point. The uh, Big 12 has no other hope. Well, yeah, I guess Kansas USC, Kansas State doesn't really have a chance, do they? No. No. Um, if If USC loses, though... It's Georgia, the Ohio State, Michigan winner and loser, I think, both get in, and Tennessee, given TCU loses. It could, yeah. I I mean, that would be awesome if it was just a big 10 SEC challenge. If Michigan beats Ohio State, they'll put Tennessee at three and Ohio State at four. I think USC, even though we all know they'd get smoked in the, you know, the first round. Oh, they'll get killed by Georgia. Yeah, yeah. I think they would or be Tennessee. The inside track. Tennessee, Tennessee, USC, we deserve that. Over on yeah. the Oh my God. 90, <laughs> yeah, I know. Just like the Big right Ten, here, just right like here, the Big Ten is going for the three. 29 and a half point total. Oh. This could be the first ever 99.5 total. It won't happen because we'll get an undefeated Big Ten champ. They'll be number two. 
So we're going to get Ohio State or Michigan here first Tennessee, I think, is going to be the Fiesta Bowl. Hey, um, if Ohio State were to lose and not get in, and Ohio State, North Carolina, Peach Bowl would also oh, be God. 100 points. Yes. Or Ohio, no you know, Ohio State, USC in the Rose Bowl. That'd be amazing. Ooh, that's interesting. And that's a possibility, you know. Michigan and Ohio State losers going to argue that they're the number one at large, guaranteed. But both teams of played course. nobody in the non-conference. So they should both go fuck. Michigan in particular played nobody. Michigan no had one, one of the worst con- one of the worst schedules in the entire country. They still haven't played anybody the whole year. They played Penn State. That's it. One game. Yeah, they played. Yeah, they played a Penn State team that like barely showed up. So what you know, they've joke. looked good. They passed the the eye test, if you want to call it that. But um, you know, we'll see. It really does come down to what USC and TCU do. Those are going to be the two teams that kind of drive the whole conversation. Mm-hmm. Gonna be an interesting couple of weeks. So enjoy the games this week. Next week is a great rivalry week with games kicking out the Egg Bowl on Thanksgiving night, which is great. And then uh, we get into a couple of games on Friday and some really good ones. The Iron Bowl will not be good this year. Uh, Alabama outside the playoff and Auburn completely on fire. I guess is the best way to say that. Um, but Ohio State Michigan next Saturday will be a good time. So. Tune in for that one. It'll be real. Nobody cares about the Iron Bowl more than Cadillac Williams. I promise you that game will actually be entertaining in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, it won't be as meaningful as it has been almost every year, but I think it'll be good to watch. It's a good angle. All right. uh, Thanks, everyone, for listening. Big Thanksgiving spectacular episode next week. As usual, a really good one. So uh, come back then. Have a good night.